Welcome to another podcast of Life Talk. Wow, guys, I am super excited today. You have requested it. You have been asking about JT. And I have him on right now. JT, welcome to the show. The executive producer with Joe Exotic. You have a lot of moments to share about you and Joe. Um, first of all, welcome. And where are you tuning in Thank from? Thank you. Uh, I'm tuning in from uh, Dallas, Texas. It's my hometown. Um, so, hello. I, I know it's a big time difference. Uh, I actually love Spain. I spent uh, probably a month in, uh, or several weeks in Barcelona and uh, Madrid uh, pre-COVID, you know, in 2019. And I was like, oh, I love it. I'm coming back next year. And then, yeah. of course, I haven't been anywhere out of the U.S. in the past um, two years now. So... Love it, uh, and I love that we have match. We have a Christmas tree. We match here a little. Oh, we do. We do. Yeah, I have I a tiny one. <laughs> my tiny tree. <laughs> I love it. So, so uh, JT, um, how did you and, and and Joe met? And can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how that all started? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a television producer by trade. Uh, th these days, I say I'm a streaming producer, right? Yeah. Ten years ago, you would meet me. I'd be like, oh, streaming YouTube. It's not, I'm a TV producer, right? Yeah. Nowadays, I'm like, oh, I'm a streaming producer. So it kind of has come full circle. But I started out in syndicated television. Uh, I helped create a TV show uh, with Bobby Goldstein called Cheater in Dallas. Um, I produced, I field produced Cheaters for the early parts of my career. And then... Um, and then I actually just recently went back there in the past year, but, uh, uh, Cheaters is a reality show. Um, I met, I met Joe Exotic in 2012. Um, they were working on a reality pilot. This is kind of free, his internet show really taking off. He, he did Joe Exotic TV and all that. Um, but, uh, my first working with Joe was for the pilot. We, we shot a sizzle reel actually first. Um, this would be spring of 2013. Um, we shot a sizzle reel with uh, Good Clean Fun was the company. Uh, Jason Carbone owns this company. Um, it's now defunct and turned into another production company. But if you're not familiar with Jason, he created The Bachelor and a bunch of other stuff. Nice, so yeah. he, he worked on the original concept with Joe and I. Joe is the original creator and coiner of the term The Tiger King. Um, if you go all the way back a decade, it's what we called the show back then. Um, so it was a, a, a concept that I worked with Joe on developing. We shot the sizzle reel over the spring of 2013, and this sold into pilot with A&E. And um, we were shooting the pilot. Um, I was personally shooting the pilot when Saf uh, had his accident, um, and that his hand got ripped off. Um, and just, just for a clarification, because we all, uh, when I say we, um, the, the people that also have been talking about you prior, because we have a, just a little background, we have a Patreon where we announced the, the next upcoming guest. Uh, uh -huh. we're very excited to hear about you. And they said, but wait, isn't that, uh, and I forgot his name, excuse me. Um, but that was the guy with the cowboy hat. And, and, no, no, uh, I, and I can I can clarify. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's for clarify. You. So yeah. I, I I actually when they approached me to be on the Tiger King, mm -hmm. um, they, it wasn't called the Tiger King, and 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 they more or less tricked me into interviewing and giving them some content. They they had reached out to me and they told me we're doing a show about big cat owners, and Joe Exotic might be in an episode. So would you be interested in talking to us? And and mm -hmm. I said sure, um, but I was. 
you know, they, they thought they were making the black fish of big cat movies. Uh, if you got what I will, they thought they were yeah. kind of making a hit piece. So I actually shot two four hour interviews with, um, with Royal Good for, uh, both seasons of Tiger King and they, they didn't use a single clip of it. Oh, instead they chose Rick, who is actually someone me, Joe and I hired. Um, after Saf's accident, I decided, you know, maybe I should work r remotely. You know, the pilot got shut down. And I started kind of coming back every month. And so Rick was someone, um, he, he was a news guy. He actually, he actually got fired from a newsroom. I, I didn't know this then, but he had like sexual harassment allegations. He was drunk on the job and mm -hmm. he came to the zoo with just the shirt on his back. So it's funny to see this in Tiger King. I felt very, I, I felt kind of betrayed by them, honestly. But at the end of the day, like, I know what really happened. Joe knows what really happened. And so it's, it's great for, but yeah. And, and Rick hated Joe. Um, and he was a drunk and, and he, he actually thought, you know, he came to the zoo, he was working for Joe and he, and I guess one day he had Joe sign a piece of paper that he thought was some kind of legal document. And basically he thought he was having Joe transfer the rights from his studio and his cameras to Rick. And so Rick never owned a camera. He literally came just with the shirt on his back to the zoo. Oh, yeah. So he tricked Joe into signing over the footage he fought. And then one day he was drunk and they were in an argument. And, and he told Joe, oh, I own all this footage. You're, you're, you're an idiot. You signed it over yeah. to me. And Joe <laughs> laughed at him and said, oh, oh really? You're fired. <laughs> and then uh, called security and had him removed from the park. And then the very next day, Joe fired him and had him removed from the park. The studio burned down. Um, so, so obviously it's him being vindictive. He was actually involved in two arsons before he fled to, I don't know, Switzerland or wherever he is today. He's no longer in the U.S. But, uh, you, you know, and, and there's a lot of reasons Joe, Joe would never, you know, when the studio fire was connected to the alligator building. And, and Joe had actually rescued all of Michael Jackson's alligators. Um, so you have Michael Jackson's alligators and the offspring of his alligators in there. Um, these were all Joe's husbands. Um, so, you know, Joe would have never killed all his husband's animals, nor would he destroy all the years of work we've been putting into shooting a show. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm not Rick. Um but uh, but yeah, I'm the real yeah. guy. Did you know you go to IMDb? I, I I worked with the real production company. We shot the the real pilot for Amy. Um, yeah. it did get canned when Saf had the accident, and that's actually when we hired Rick because he was going to help get things rolling again and do the online show. Um, he was only there probably five or six months. Also, so it's a very limited view. You can see everybody, and they actually, to be honest. I started watching the episodes and after the second or third, I was more like, Oh, please God, don't let me be in this. <laughs> um, really? Oh God. Just yeah. because, not because, no, I wanted to support yeah. Joe. And this yeah. is why I'm not in it because they couldn't twist my words. I really, I really fully prepared for the interview. Um, and, uh, and so, but it's just how they cast everybody. So like the staff, you know, their setting is literally like, a junkyard set like i'm like are you in a, a junkyard or like <laughs> where is this 
John actually did more than one interview and he didn't have his teeth and they convinced him to take his shirt off, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, so then when, when he found out it was actually coming out, they, they paid these people, they paid all these people, right? And they had paid John and they actually paid him enough that he was able to buy teeth. So he begged them and told them he would give them an interview and do what they wanted. But he said, please don't use the clip of me with no teeth and no shirt. Um, uh, and, and they actually reshot his interview with his veneers or whatever he bought. Uh, yeah, and, um, I remember you telling that. But yeah. You'll notice in the actual series, though, there's just toothless, shirtless John. Yeah. So that's more what I mean. And he was a crackhead. You know, he's a yeah. bad Um and uh well, well welcome to reality tv right it's always reality like, tv the good it's, stuff is going to be shown and then it's, it's like highly edited I'm, I'm one of them i participated in the game i know how it's going and i'm not mad at the game because you signed for it right but man right. what a story wow ah uh, so so we're actually um speaking here with the the first producer of the show um, right like and, and and i think a lot of people don't realize that and uh, that's why I'm so glad that we get to speak today and also, um, you know, sharing like those moments where as we as, as the, the viewer have such a different interpretation of what actually has been going on. Right. Um, so, yeah, so they controlled where, the yeah. narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff they try to say. Joe was not a drug addict. In fact, Joe was very anti, anti-drug. If you look at uh, like the original Sizzle, they even make jokes about Joe getting on to people like Joe didn't take aspirin or drink a beer. Not that he didn't, you know, not that, you know, his husband or his boyfriends or other people didn't abuse stuff, but that's not Joe's fault nor responsibility. And when you love someone, you love them. So, um, but Joe himself was, was, was good hearted and, uh, and, and, and was not this, this, uh, drug addicted animal abuser. They, they kind of made him out to be, um, you got to realize being at the zoo, it wasn't only the 200 big pets he had. Mm-hmm. He had over a thousand exotic animals. I'm talking 50 wolves and just, and so the, the work that he did, you know, it's a farm with a thousand animals on it. So you're to bed well, well after midnight and you're up before 5 a.m. Oh. and you're doing it all over again, yeah. feeding and cleaning and taking care of the animals. So it's something you have to be really passionate about. You know, um, they, they do try to talk about him being, and, and, and I get, uh, you know, the, the cub petting is what everybody says is the problem. Uh, in my mind, I think it's great for children to get to see these animals because they get a, a, a better appreciation of it because you're never going to see these animals anymore, especially now that the big cat safety act just passed in the U S which is basically like, uh, uh, Carol Baskin's monopoly law that just allows her and her few facilities to have big cats now and, and no one else in the United States. So um, it's very unfortunate that they rode the coattails of this to get their bill passed. Um, and even more unfortunate that such a, a, a vicious gangster like Carol Baskin herself is still out here doing what she wants while everybody else from Tiger King is now gone and, and locked away. Um, but Joe himself, you know, he, he, he um, he, he, if there was footage of him abusing animals or, mm-hmm. or, or, or being, it would have been in the Netflix series. Yeah. It would have been in the Fox special we did. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I worked with Harvey Levin. Um, th- thanks to my friend Danny Cotton. He did a lot of the marketing 
for us back in 2013 when we did the original series. Um, he's the current COO of World Star Hip Hop now. Um, back then he helped us in marketing and in 2020 when it came out, he was also shocked because it's a project he helped on and he's like, who are these people? And they're claiming to do what we did. So oh. he linked me up with Harvey Levin at TMZ and they originally did a really great piece on it. And, and going into it, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was pounding on the door declaring Joe's innocence and Harvey said, well, I'm going to talk to people and I'm going to check it out and I'll make that decision for myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, after he interviewed 30 people, he came to me a few weeks later and called me. It was like, oh, my God, JT, Joe was really set up. And I was like, I know. <laughs> That's what I told you. So if, if there was, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, um, he wouldn't have given so much. And it's just unfortunate that he if Joe is guilty of anything, it's it's making bad decisions. You know, with the pressure from the zoo, and he probably should have let Carol go. But who who are we to speak in, in this man's place? Like he ran the zoo with the, all the animals, and and so you know if we're not in those situations. We can't. We can't and it's uh, also uh, like what you what you're saying is is, is so uh, powerful because also like whatever you think of him and, and his style or the controversy, at the end of the day, like and this is what I really want to tap into as well. How was he? Because you stayed at the farm, you saw him up close and personal. Uh, you right. really got to know him on a day-to-day -day basis. And all the people that I've spoken to so far for the past few years is like, great man, took care of a lot of people. And of course there was some good and bad, but like, don't we all have bad moments? However, in his score, he has been a good man, has not done anything like what he's been accused of. It was a setup. He had a lot of people, even uh, yourself being part of it, um, had to deal with false accusations or a lot of backstabbing, right? That's why we're now speaking about this, like, oh, the real OG producer is here. You know, why is right. nobody why is nobody aware of that, right? Why does everybody remember Rick? And, and that's you know what's crazy is, yeah. mm -hmm. is everybody has since recanted their statements and yeah. came out and said, they're, uh, you know, the guy who's the federal informant, uh, you know, the con artist, Jeff Lowe, yeah. Um, he, um, you know, he's, he entrapped Joe fully and he's admitted on air and on tape and on in the public, uh, that they set him up with some other, uh, you know, uh, uh, Department of Wildlife agent and some other people, but they publicly came out and said they lied and set him up. And, um, and still that nothing's going on. So I, I would call on the Justice Department to look into this. You know, it's becoming ridiculous. The past few years, it's becoming more evident. We don't have a justice system. We have a money system and it preys on the impoverished or the weak or, 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 you know, those who, yeah. who don't have a way to fight for themselves. So, you know, I would, I would implore the justice department to look into this and for President Biden to pardon Joe because all of Joe's for his guilty, uh, for the things that they say he did, he never tried to set up to have this lady killed. Mm -hmm. This was like a character he played. You know, it's like an act on television. So we don't indict, uh, you know, actors for characters they play. But this was a character he played. And I think that he just got some really bad people around him that used this against him. And, uh, and then here we, here we are today, but. I thought for sure, you know, in 2020 and 2021, and now so much, so much has come out um, with everybody saying, oh, we lied, we, we set Joe up, you know, yeah. um, but still he's rotting away 
in the in prison. Not only is he rotting away, but they've denied him complete media access for four or five years. No one's seen or, or you, you can't talk to Joe. And uh, I, I did speak to him not too long ago, and he is very sick. He told me if you saw me today, you wouldn't recognize me. Um, and they're just keeping him, you know, you know, out of the media's eye as much as they can. And so that's why I'm so thankful for, you know, uh, talent like yourself and, and other people getting involved that that can help uh, hopefully make a difference and bring it to some people's attention. Absolutely. And I always talk about like the fact that regardless of anything, I think an important fact is that we have to fight for justice and if you ask yourself, and for the people listening as well, what if it was you that would be behind Mars? Wouldn't you want people, regardless of how popular you are, right? Wouldn't you want your family or your friends to stand up for you and to have at least somebody that is committed to continue to speak about what has been happening? So when you ask yourself that in answer, it says yes, because you wouldn't want to be innocent in jail or prison, then then we all have the, here the opportunity to do that. And that's why I'm so glad that, that JT is here and, and speaking about all this because um, there's so much more to the story, guys. And it's, it's really sad uh, what, what is happening. And, and you mentioned that as well. His health is deteriorating. I speak to him pretty much every other day. And um, you have to understand something. A lot of people you know, watch the Tiger King during the lockdown, during a very difficult time in their lives, but now have forgotten about it. And... Yep. You know, it, it, it's like, for me, it's very hard to understand that when a lot of people speak about justice, they fight for justice, but then yet again, people lose the will and go on with their lives and forget about it. Until it's you, until it might happen to you, and it happens on a daily basis. So, um, no, I'm, I'm really grateful for you, JT, and the fact that you are uh, speaking about this. Um, I, I also want to tap into another thing where, as you have been very, very close to him, um, and I want to kind of like know what was a side of Joe that most people don't know and wasn't shown in the Tiger King series. But I think what they, you know, again, they were trying to make a hit, a hit piece, even though they did make Joe the protagonist of yeah. the original season, not like season two, season two's little, but yeah. the original season, they, I think, I think a lot of those things you actually see Joe and that's why he has so many fans because Joe is, Joe is funny. Joe is entertaining. Joe is charismatic. Joe is like, to be honest, Joe is hilarious and this wonderful guy. And so I think that's what shone through to everyone watching it is they thought, you know, they're not going to like this, you know, crazy gay redneck from Oklahoma, but everybody ended up loving him. (laughs) And I think they're tapping into that, uh, that energy and that, that, that comedy and that, that fun, you know, hopefully being uh being falsely imprisoned all these years doesn't take that away from him i, but, I can uh, tell you it I, hasn't he still every time i speak to him he uh he still has that energy and um <laughs> that that is that is beautiful man, because that's just his character right and i think honestly like that's how also he carried the whole tiger king series and why it was so entertaining and, oh he did uh, whether, whether you like it or not yeah exactly yeah. people don't realize that like we sold yeah. the tiger king uh there was actually a bidding war for the pilot uh, good clean, uh, good clean fun. We had a bidding war between A and E Discovery and Am- Animal Planet, and A and E ended up winning, winning out the pilot. And then, of course, you know, fate is the the accident. With if you talk to Rink, he seems to think 
they were they animal rights activists set the accident up on purpose. I'll never know the truth of that, but I was there that day, and Joe saved Saf's life that day. Um, and so that that kind of brought that to a halt. But everything that everybody loved and thought was so cool about the Tiger King, you know, was in the original series. It, it was the the gay gun carrying polygamous redneck with two hundred tigers and two husbands and. <laughs> I was telling yeah. my friends in LA when I was shooting and, and like people were like, what are you doing in Oklahoma? And I'm like, just wait, it, it's a hit. You'll see. Yeah. But who would know it would be seven years later. And, uh, and this, this murder for hire plot, I, I didn't know Jeff. I, I saw him at the, sh the mm -hmm. zoo the last year or two, but I didn't see Joe as much as the years progressed. And, um, so I wasn't around. So to be honest, this was all news to me. I knew the guy was around helping out the zoo. But I didn't realize how bad things were or what was really going on until I watched the series. And I'm like, oh, oh, my gosh, you know, but. Honestly, like, I, I, yeah. And also, like, so where where did you like leave the, the whole production? Like when, when did when uh, where did when it I happen? Would, um, when did I leave the production? Yeah. Um, because Rick Rick came I, on board. Rick was hired. We hired. That's the, that's the Rick guy we know. Never, yeah. see, Rick never had anything to do with the reality show. Yeah. Rick was hired to run the online show. Mm -hmm. He had nowhere to go. He was a, a drunk and probably a crackhead. I don't know, like half the other. And he, he escaped, right? He went to another country as well. Yeah, like, he fled yeah. the country. Yeah. He actually burned down the studio, and then he went back to Dallas. And then not even a month or two later, the house he lived in or the apartment he lived in in Dallas, he set on fire or someone oh, set on fire. Someone. So allegedly, after the second, yeah. allegedly there's yeah, another yeah. fire following him yeah. around months later. And now, I don't know, he's in Switzerland or yeah. another, he's doing well yeah. in, in, in some European market, I think. But. Um, yeah, because yeah. because I, I do understand that he also profited from the whole Netflix contract, no? Um, I, I know they paid every, I know they paid yeah. all these people that they featured. So it, it's, it's kind of biased to pay these yeah. people and then you can really lead their interview or their conversation. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think, you know, Netflix and Royal Good actually without Netflix, people wouldn't know about Joe. And in the original season, they did cast him as the protagonist before they tried to walk all those statements back in season two, just because of all the flack they got from everybody. They, they inadvertently didn't realize they had created the folk hero, Joe Exotic. Um, so, you know, for Netflix, everybody, you know, should be very thankful for that. That's, they got 64 million eyeballs on the Tiger King in the first month. So, wow. That's crazy. Um, I know, I know you need to go, need to go soon. So I just want to give you the opportunity to, uh, share some last words and also where people can find you. Uh, because again, I, I do think it's uh, it's great, and I, I want to know what your other projects are. Uh, we'll do another podcast where we will tap into more of that. Uh, yeah, we can very tap excited. in later. I yeah, wish I, I, really had, like I, wish I had more time yeah. today, but mm -hmm. yeah, no, and I, and, I, I, I I love it, and I love talking about yeah. Joe. You know, if I can, um, the the best thing people can do is contact the president about pardoning Joe Exotic, yeah. or also they can go directly and contribute to Joe Exotic's commissary because he doesn't have anybody helping him. And while there was a huge popularity with Tiger King in 2020, a lot of that is waned. So when everybody else had a money grab, basically they stole all the profits from what Joe was going to make in 2020. And now there's not that volume to, eat, to, to do that now. So the best thing to do is for people to contribute uh, to his commissary and, and hit up, uh, you know, Joe Biden every day. 
and uh, plead for this pardon because this man is falsely imprisoned and um, and, uh, and and deserves to be out here enjoying the world like uh, the rest of the rest of us. Absolutely. And uh, there's a lot of people afraid for him uh, becoming a free man because I've seen a lot of hate from the people that you mentioned, um, including Jeff Lowy, that were like, uh, well, he had to flee to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, so, so he lives in Mexico. And yeah. he's a federal informant anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how that works out or how like I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Surely that life can't be that great or that wonderful. Who knows? So. Absolutely. Well, JT, thank you so much. Um, I, I really appreciate that. Where can people find you? Oh yeah, on Instagram, I'm J JT Barnett forty five. Uh, that's also my YouTube. Although I don't do the YouTube quite as much, I need to start yeah. trying. But yeah, my my socials JT Barnett forty yeah. five, or or you can check out my website uh, JT Barnett Films. Nice man. Um, let's let's do a live stream soon uh, for everybody that's listening. We're also going to do live streams more, uh, so uh, that will be fun to do because then we can also uh, you know we can answer some, some questions. Time and, yeah, 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 and get some um, people interacting. And in I would love to do that. Yeah, amazing, okay, awesome. Thank you so much, JT. Thank have you so much. Time. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Have a great day. All right, bye bye.